Hi everyone, I'm Abby Berger. Welcome to Let's Rethink This. I'm so excited for everyone to be listening today. We have two special guests today, Michael Johnson and Janice Suma from Independent Center's Healthcare Home Program. We're gonna be talking to them to learn more about what healthcare home is, how the program interfaces with other programs and services that Independent Center provides and what some of their initiatives are in 2022. So welcome Michael and Janice. Thank you very much for having us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Ms. Abby, for having us. It's an honor. I'm excited to talk to you guys because I think um, when I first started Independence Center, Healthcare Home was one of the programs that I really didn't understand. And so I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about this and share more with the listeners about this program because it is pretty incredible. So do you want to get started and just share a little bit about your backgrounds and how you got into your current roles? I could start. Um, I have been with Independence Center for 23 years now. I started as a community support worker. I've worked as a unit staff. I've worked in the clubhouse in a variety of ways. Most recently, I was a supervisor in the clubhouse on the street level. And throughout the course of those years, I've kind of seen healthcare home grow from kind of a pilot program that we started into what it is now. So really being able to have all of those different experiences, I think really helps us integrate healthcare home into a variety of the programs that we have at Independence Center. My name is Jan Suma, obviously. Um, I am the clubhouse nurse. And what I really find remarkable about um, the whole clubhouse global mentality is that they are adding the medical component to this particular clubhouse. And, and that involves a pharmacy that involves um, my um, prevention screening mindset with healthcare home. I've been a nurse 23 years. I'm also Lieutenant Colonel in the Army Reserves. So I bring a little bit of that um, strategic uh, development mentality from my background with my master's. And as I walked into the clubhouse mindset, which is more of a psychosocial, I found that my training has been reach in and be part of the program and make it better and fit in where you belong and, and let them know that you will integrate with them. And that's what I have found. I've worked hard on my relationship in the last um, two to three years, starting out as a residential nurse with Newstead and Stuff, and then being integrated over here um, has been kind of coming home for me. I'd like to retire here. I have another five years that I want to work, and I've been doing this for quite a while. I started with Every Child's Hope. Um, that used to be Evangelical Children's Home on the Rock Road. I literally, literally fell in love with mental health nursing at that point because I feel that the mental health um, really is that uh, catapult to all the other medical issues we deal with. And so they all interface together. I've worked with People's Health Center where we did a uh, healthcare home program there too. Even on the medical side, Hopewell Center, and I worked with Providence and an elder at home program. So that whole prevention mindset is the exciting part of this. So thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you for being here. And I think just for everyone listening, so Janice's role, she's the um, healthcare home nurse care manager. So she's an RN, BSN, right? I have a master's. Okay, yeah, so master's in, in nursing. So that's a really great addition to the team to support the members that are coming in and, and seeking services because 
we of course want to be a provider that can help people with their mental health, but we also want to make sure that we're taking care of their physical health because your physical health impacts your mental health. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that, you know, Jan is one of a team, right? So we have a, a care, care coordinator in Jenny Miller. We have two other extraordinary nurses, Christy Schmalfield and Shamika Bennett, that work with our residential program and IC Health Group. So the healthcare home is a comprehensive team of, of, of people that work together to really focus in on those health issues. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for clarifying that. And so do you want to just share what what is healthcare home, you know, at its core? What does that program do and what does it mean for the members? Sure. Well, let me give you a little bit of, of history on this because the Affordable Care Act um, allowed for state plan amendments. And Missouri was one of the first states to receive a state, state plan amendment, allowing us to approach healthcare in this way. And it's a coordination of care, really. So we're looking at a person's you know, mental health, but also their physical health. So we're keeping track of metabolic issues, um, people that have COPD, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes. Um, all of these health issues are comorbid with mental health issues. And we've discovered when they were initially proposing this state plan amendment that a person with a mental illness could rack up almost six times as much in healthcare dollars as a person without a mental illness and still come out with worse outcomes. So they thought coordinating that care and kind of focusing it in on an agency that would help a person develop some of those tools to be a good consumer of health care, um, as well as coordinating the, the nurse and the case manager and the doctor and putting that all together in one package. Jan can tell you a little bit more about kind of the things that we do um, on a day-to-day -day basis with folks. Before we get into that, I just wanted to um, ask one more question. Is the healthcare home program something that is specific to Missouri or is it in other states as well? No, it started in Missouri as our yes. own state plan amendment, but it has grown. We were able to show a significant savings while also having significant improvement in health outcomes. So other states have mimicked what we've done and it's gone across the entire nation. Our program is so strong that Kentucky was the second state that followed suit and they mirrored our program. And we, Michael, we have what, um, six to 10 in the state of healthcare home model mm. sets? Yeah, more than um, almost. Yeah, mm. quite a few number of them. I think that's awesome for the members just to have that service available to them. So Jan, could you just share kind of what does a day-to-day -day look like from your end of things where you're actively actively like providing services through this program? Sure. Um, with the inception of bringing Michael Johnson here as our director, what was really exciting about that is he has a connectability, right? He can he can bring the members to us prior to Michael. And obviously because of COVID, it was a challenge within the last year. And uh, Ms. Jennifer Higabothan, of course, did her best to bring the team together. But now that we have Michael Johnson, we have Jenny Miller as our coordinator. We have Shamika Bennett at the um, at the RCFs working at Newstead and Stuff, and we have Christy Shamfield at the clinic. So we're all trying to capture uh, metabolics as quickly as we can on, in a timely manner. We try to 
mirror them around the annual health assessments if we can. Not always the case. The most important thing is to try to get our members in annually. So that looks like this. They come into me. Uh, they come to me based on an appointment schedule, or sometimes they just might be in our building, and we get them to stop by. It'll be an A1C and a lipid, which is a typical prevention screen that's good for all of us across the board as patients. Correct? Because when they come to me, now they're my patient, but they're also a member and they're also part of the family that I have joined, which is a clubhouse family. So when I talk to them, I talk to them as a human. Like I have these issues also, so I relate to them. I never dictate. It's nursing is prevention and is education so i spend a good hour with them part of them coming into the office that i work out of i also get a vaccine record from the pharmacy next door which is called st louis pharmacy um, we placed it here in the building to accommodate our members they also deliver medications they're doing vaccines so they have a program called show me vac so now i can also give them a copy of this vaccine record and i also give them a copy of a checkoff list of things that we discuss after we get the A1C and lipid. We talk about, you know, where are your numbers? We get their vitals or blood pressure, their their weight. We typically know their height unless it's the first time around. Um, I also share with them that vaccines that they might still need based on their age appropriation or their their uh, gender appropriation. Also, different screenings that we offer. In fact, we have a mammogram van coming here from Barnes on the first of April to accommodate our our members' needs. So, and then if we see there's a persistent level of uh, A1C being over a certain level, like number eight, or we see a blood pressure issue that's just not in control, then we're gonna see them back in three months. So we're building that relationship. And since we've been doing this now, this is my second year, we're seeing some huge successors. So, um, and that's, that's showing us the program's working. I also discussed with them, we know what are the reasons we want to go to the hospital and what reasons do we not want to be in the hospital and then what urgent care center might you use versus a hospital setting and being good stewards as michael said about using our money wisely in the medicare and medicaid arena so that everyone can share that that community focus on health care yeah and, and i'll tell you it's really the information that the nurses gather on a daily basis goes into a state database right we're able to use that database to customize the types of approaches that we're taking in our members' day-to-day -day lives. So for example, in any given month, we might choose heart disease as a focus for them for that particular month. So we can pull a report of anybody that has you know, increased cholesterol or higher blood pressure, mm -hmm. and we can target specific interventions to those groups of people. So for example, here in the clubhouse, what we will be doing later this week is we've invited every single person that has a lower level of HDL in at Independence Center to a dinner where we're going to show people how to cook, where we're going to show people how to grocery shop and choose items that are high in fiber, lower in fat, and just helping people make better choices when it comes to their own health care. Is this program available to all members? Like is every every person served within Independence Center's whole 1600 people that we're serving annually is every member enrolled into healthcare home or how does that work how do you differentiate on members getting into that program so it's a really great question not every member of independent center is enrolled in our healthcare home we have a lot of members that work with bjc or maybe they work with places for people and they could be enrolled in their healthcare home 
But what's really cool about Independent Center and the way that we do things through that clubhouse model is even if you're not enrolled in our healthcare home, but we're having a health fair or we're having a, a, a cooking demonstration or the mammogram ban that's coming, don't forget to get your mammograms. Uh, everybody is entitled to participate in that, whether they're in our healthcare home or not. Our members were our members, so we're trying to reach everybody where, wherever they are. And if I can segue into that, um, many times people who are not part of the program will call me with medical questions, and I'm okay with that, right? I'm in the building. It's good to have the medical focus. Sometimes I'll take them to the pharmacist because, you know, they're here in the building too. Um, and it's really building awareness and prevention, and, and it's making a difference. We're seeing some amazing differences in our healthcare. And I'll get phone calls throughout the day too, people checking in with me. Um, they know they have that much time and, and they have they have us at their fingertips. And that's not a bad thing as far as we look at prevention. And we have the doctor on Tuesdays also, Dr. Richards. If Can't you, forget about Dr. Richards. Right, every Tuesday we have our consultant provider. He used to base here in St. Louis. He's been in this building before. He worked for Affinia for six years. Now he's in Chicago. So I'll be physically in the building. Our members can Zoom with him or they can Zoom at home if they have the capabilities. But we have them throughout the whole day. We try to touch about 11 lives within 30 minutes each day. And that's huge. And we see them twice a year. So then we build that that prevention mindset because as a nurse case manager and Christy also in Shamika, we have access to the hospital sites and Epic, Mercy, SSM and Barnes. So we can get into the records that way. And we can pull um, records that way also to help um, meet our needs with our program. Yeah, well, I think that's great because I think of myself, you know, um, and, and obviously you can only think through your own perspective, but being able to connect with a doctor so easily and so quickly to get a, a question answered um, is such a great service, in my opinion. And I think, you know, especially having those weekly Zooms and that being accessible to all members and you being able to say, hey, I have this going on. Should I go to a doctor? Should I go to an urgent care? Should I go to an ER, you know, and helping to, to, to determine the level of urgency in, in getting that whatever health issue addressed. I think that's a really great service and something that probably a lot of people who are on Medicaid or Medicare who haven't had a lot of accessibility, um, or correct you know, a chance to connect and build a relationship with a primary care doctor in their mm -hmm. past, that's a really great service that we're providing mm -hmm. to our members. And to just think about the, the coordination of that, like where else, like even in our own health insurance, mm -hmm. you know, if you're in the private insurance market, you may not have that second opinion option right. without, you know, spending copays and going through all of that to be able to have somebody, you know, at least twice a year, right? We can always squeeze people right. in if they have specific questions. Exactly. And that weekly ask the doc session that we do on Zoom yes. is tremendously helpful for folks. But where else do you have that opportunity to say, hey, right. my doctor said this and I'm not really sure and I only had 15 minutes in his office. Correct. I was wondering if you could, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. That type of education is incredibly empowering to people. And that's what Healthcare Home is really all about. Yeah, and I think it it goes a step further than than that kind of doom scrolling or like doom research on um, 
WebMD, you know, like if you're you're Googling and your doctor says, hey, you have this condition or this is a, a concern and you need to be eating in this diet, you could Google that and get millions of different results and really confuse yourself and get yourself in a situation where you don't feel confident addressing your health and needs that you have. And so I think that's really cool. I remember one, um, one presentation, Dr. Richards gave, he did a presentation on kind of healthy eating and what was, what were some good fats to eat and what were not good. And it just, it was really helpful. And I think, you know, having accessibility to those types of educational resources really can change somebody's approach and, and how they interact with what their doctor says, because, you know, it, it can be really scary to be in a situation where you are pre-diabetic or you are, you know, need to lose weight or something that is really severely impacting your health. It can be really scary. And so having that additional resource of saying, yes, this is going on, but here's how to handle it. And here's who to check in with as you're managing this health concern, I think is a really great value add for our members. Yeah. And I will tell you the way that we do it. I mean, there are healthcare homes throughout the state, but Independence Center is unique in that we approach these things through our our own lens, right? That clubhouse model that we we try to to fit everything into. So if you're quitting smoking or your doctor says you have to lose weight or you have to change the way that you eat, all of those things can be hugely intimidating changes when you're doing it by yourself. But if you have someone that you're quitting smoking with or someone that you're starting to work out in our wellness center, we have a full fitness facility here, where we can work in a very non-judgmental, very approachable way. Jan has been working with the smoking cessation classes and they have been amazing. So many people have made steps closer to quitting smoking or have quit smoking. Watching people's A1C drop, watching, oh God, I wish I could just pull her in and show everybody. The other day we had um, one of our members in here and she'd gotten her lip, or uh, sorry, her A1C. And she cried Mm -hmm. because it had never been lower in so many years. She had been fighting Mm -hmm. weight loss and diabetes and she'd gotten it under seven and the tears just flowed, right? That's the community that we provide here at Independence Center, the ability to connect with other people and to get that encouragement and to get those check-ins. It's just incredibly powerful. And that's something that's unique to just Independence Center. You know, if I may add to, um, I think as servant leaders, um, the higher you go with your education and the more you adapt to any program, you want to make it better. These people are in more of a challenging situation than we are. Here we are that we were asking them to eat healthy and they might be looking at food pantry choices. So we have to meet them where they are. That becomes somewhat of a challenge is cognitive deficits. And we have to be aware and know our people so we can we can really come down to where we are educating them on their level and we're meeting them at their level. So that that involves insight and working and getting to know these people. When Elizabeth Gurlman hired me three years ago, she kept reiterating 
know your people and understand them because we're all different. We're all have different personalities. I'd like to add too that we coordinate very closely with the CSS team, the support staff. And we also send memo to charts to the providers. Let's say Dr. Richards makes a suggestion to one of these psychiatric providers at the health group. They will get that memo. And I, I will personally make sure they get that memo. And I might challenge Dr. Richards. I'm a patient advocate first. You know, if a doctor and I don't agree, that's sometimes a good thing because we have to meet these people where, what are they going to be willing to change and, and baby steps, right? Just, just to keep a track of that. So thank you for letting me add that. Yeah. And, and I think that was one of my questions was really how, you know, just functionality wise, how does the program, how does healthcare home integrate and coordinate services with the other programs like Clubhouse, like community support, um, like residential. And I think a lot of that goes back to your physical location. So healthcare home programming is located in the 4245 building with Clubhouse, with community support. And so there's kind of easy access to coordinate care with the program. Can you share a little bit more about how you collaborate and how you support those classes that are going on in the in the wellness center and things like that? Being centered in the lower level of the, the clubhouse building, the 4245 building, we're right next to the gym, right? So we have people walking past us on a pretty regular basis that are working on their health goals. Community support is just off to the side of us. The pharmacy is right here and the clubhouse is directly above us. So when we're getting some of the data that we might get from the, from the state, hospitalization reports, ER visits, we can shoot emails to a unit staff to say, hey, person A has been to the emergency room for dizziness. You want to give them a call. And that will kind of focus the unit on doing what the unit does best. They're going to outreach that person. They're going to see if they need anything, right? We might send an email to community support to say, hey, this person was um, hospitalized and they're about to get ready to discharge. Then community support would be activated to go and make sure that the person's medications got filled, that they've you know, got food in their pantry for when they get home, and that all of their needs are being met that way. We might shoot an email over to IC Health Group to say, hey, this person had a medication change. We're updating it in CareLogic so that you're aware of it for their next doctor visit and get some feedback from them. Or we might just reach out to their primary care physician to say this is what's going on with the person. All of those things are going to be happening in the background. But what our job is, is to make sure that that member gets all of the wraparound services immediately after an event like that happens, right? So we're going to have that face-to-face with a unit staff if they're enrolled in the clubhouse. They're going to have a face-to-face with a community support worker and hopefully a face-to-face with us as well. I I guess, you know, it's very important. I shouldn't say I guess. It is. It is very important that um, physical health and mental health are integrated in this way. But I my question, I guess, back to you is we know it's important. How have you guys seen this be beneficial to members having, having the opportunity to care for kind of themselves as a whole through the services provided at independent center? You know, I, I will tell you from my perspective, 
Um, I, I told this story when I was transitioning from the clubhouse and into healthcare home. My mother is a person that had lived experience with mental illness, right? And she died at the age of 60 because she had heart disease and she had diabetes and she had so many of the illnesses that can come with the medications that are involved in treating mental illness. And for me to be able to see physical health and behavioral health treated in the same way, treated at the same time, is really very important because what we're doing is we're helping people take control of their own health care and making sure that they're empowered to make good decisions on their own, right? Encouragement happens, that community that we build really helps lift people up. But ultimately, if we're only focusing on a behavioral health crisis and getting that person from crisis to crisis to crisis, we're not helping them take control of their own lives. We're not helping them be the person that we know that they're meant to be. So we have to focus on making sure that all of those things are happening all at the same time. And it's difficult. It's taken our country yes. decades to kind of get to that point, right? And we're not entirely there yet. And we're hopeful that what we're doing continues to lead by example. And the good thing too is we're debunking a myth and that myth is that no one has mental health problems unless you're on psych meds. And that's not true. And even my own personal journey, I have a sister who died at 72 in a nursing home from being on bipolar medication for 40 years without family support, totally ostracized from my family. I'm one of 13 and she raised half of us. So I give back from my heart too, because she didn't have a, a clubhouse. She didn't have a feeling of membership with anybody in the community, you know, thrust in and out of psych wards all her life. So this is really a giving back for me. And I think everyone I work with here collegially has the same feeling. And we all sense that from each other. And I think the members really know we're genuine because if you don't know that your nurse or your doctor or your your clubhouse supervisor or your social worker isn't genuine, they're, they're going to find out really quick and you're not going to build that relationship. So, yeah, definitely really, really huge. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing that. I think it, it leads me to another question in how have you seen healthcare homes change over the years? The state plan amendment that came through the Affordable Care Act was October of 2011. You know, Independence Center, even before that state plan amendment happened, Independence Center was part of 23 agencies across the state that were working on that model anyway, right? We know from research that people that live with mental illness die on average 25 years younger than somebody without. So Missouri had been really progressive, honestly, when it comes to the treatment of mental health, right? So several years before 2011 i can remember it back god i've been here a long time so the dates kind of get mixed up in my head but i would imagine when we were moving into this building in 2007 we were still talking or we were starting to talk about healthcare homes and what that might mean but at that time it, it looked a little bit different it was um say your doctor's office could have been your healthcare home or independent center could have been your healthcare home or your pharmacy could have been your healthcare home that kind of went to the wayside. We wanted, um, what wound up happening was larger agencies became healthcare homes. So it's evolved a little bit. Yeah, and this is my third healthcare home I've been involved with. People's Health Center had this, the psych and medical side, and then Hopewell had one I worked with also. And it, it's not just about checking off lab work and accommodating that 
part of the um, um, the overview of what they're looking at. It's like Michael said, it's keeping trying to keep people out of the hospital, building that prevention mindset and that wellness mindset. And I'm I'm just really proud they were debunking the myth that okay, maybe 25 years, but maybe not, because we have a good handful of people right now that have just turned their health around. Within the last few years, I've worked with them, and that's exciting to see changes, because we know personally, if we if we internalize something, we become that. We, we want them to realize that they don't have to be part of that equation. There's a way around that. Maybe they have to work a little bit harder because the psych meds put on weight gain, but, but that's okay. That's what we're here for. I'd also like to add, one of my goals is to build a really healthy, affordable, easy cooking cookbook for our members. Many of our single members, they're not eating correctly. And I can I can relate to that because I'm single. So just to share. And then the <laughs> I other, think a lot of us aren't eating correctly. And the other goal is maybe a lot of our members take their food home to eat because maybe they don't cook at home or their family don't cook for them, right? So maybe we could start giving them affordable meals to go in the future, just some mindsets. And we're working on the menu too in the cafeteria as much as we can. Let's get away from the tater tots, right? Let's get away from the carbs <gasps> and starches. <laughs> I know. So just some thoughts. Yeah, let's let's not attack the tater tots. <laughs> yeah, tater tots can be part of a well-balanced nutritional meal. <laughs> well, Jan, I um, it's so funny that you say that. I used to work. I did a year of volunteer work after college, and I worked for um, a food pantry. And mm-hmm. it's really it is challenging to eat well on a budget. It's not impossible, but you do have to be very intentional about what you're eating and what you're buying and really learning how to make meals with fresh vegetables and fruits. And a lot of people don't have the education around food nutrition and and why it's so important that you should be eating, you know, certain things, um, within your diet. And so, that's something I feel very passionately about too, because I think your food directly impacts Absolutely. Your, your health and, um, accessibility to food is a, is a huge issue and a huge concern. And so that's exciting to hear that that's one of the things that you want to work on. Um, I'm curious to know kind of as you guys build up it, Michael, you recently transitioned over into this role. So as you guys are building up your program, what are some of the goals that you have for the future of healthcare home at independent center? Well, one thing Michael is really impressing upon me is let's get these members in once a year. Like I'm a member of American Legion, but I just pay my dues. But having that face-to-face time, it not only builds that education component, it builds that relationship. How many of us have been isolated, which adds to depression, which adds to then a lack of eating correctly, maybe getting out of their bed. And once they come in here and they engage, they're really feeling much better about everything. So, and that's just something that Michael's impressed upon me. It's not just checking off that number. Let's get, let's give them that responsibility and that building that relationship and coming in. Yeah, I, Oh, God, that's such a really good question, because it, the world of healthcare home is an incredibly fertile ground, right? Mm-hmm. There are so many things that we can be doing to help our community improve the lives of its members, right, from their mental health and their physical health. I can see programs where we're doing health fairs more often. Yes. I can see cooking and shopping demonstrations. I can see a ton of different things, but I think what Jan said is right. I think our community 
does best when we're building those relationships. And I think I know that in my own life, when I hang out with my friends that are much more health conscious, I'm much more likely to have that vegetarian option or I'm much more likely to go to the gym after work. When I'm hanging out with my friends that are, you know, smoking and eating Susie Q's, I am way more likely to grab that Susie Q. So I think building those communities, um, not that there's anything wrong with the Susie Q, it's not get hostess mad at me, but (laughs) building those communities and setting that example, right, I think can be so incredibly powerful. And we have so many members every day that have their own success stories that I need them to share. So for me, my goal is to look at healthcare home in a way that's fully integrated with residential and fully integrated with the clubhouse model and fully integrated with the clinic and fully integrated with our apartment buildings that we have in the community. Why aren't members of our healthcare home going to Lohmeyer or Newstead and saying, hey guys, we're going to cook together today and here's what we're going to take. We're going to take this bag of groceries, which cost me $10, and it's going to get three meals out of this bag of groceries. That's the kind of thing that I think can really move the needle because it's not the lack of our members' ability to understand it. I think we live in a world that has food deserts that kind of intentionally keep people from their best selves. So I think if we can show some life hacks that can get people from point A to point B, I think we do that best in, in the community that we build. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely. I could go on a hour long rant about (laughs) food deserts and the impact that not having accessibility to fresh foods has on people's Mm -hmm. health. You know, it's just so it's so important and so indicative of someone's overall health. So I I love that you guys are working toward being more integrated providing more programs and educational opportunities to the members, because I think that you're exactly right. It's not a lack of willingness or ability to learn. It is not having the information. And if you can provide the information in a way that's accessible and approachable and makes sense and is in tiny bites, I think that'll make a world of difference to the members that are receiving services through Independent Center. And we can't forget Donna Greenberg, though she's not here. The members miss her terribly. (laughs) Um, You know, her yoga classes, I'm always preaching about that to the member that comes in here, has no medical issues, but maybe high in anxiety. And there's something called labile hypertension. Uh We have some members, their blood pressure is not going to be controlled till they get their anxiety in check. And that might be having somatovan on board somewhere along the way, but maybe not because that's highly addictive. So, you know, those those natural ways of yoga. And she's also coming out with little food bites and choices because, you know, she's very she's very clean. She and one of our other our coordinator, Jenny Miller, is very clean. So I'm just really excited and, and proud to be part of a, a team that is going to grow and, and, and metamorphosize this whole program as we had kind of laid stagnant, but stable for the last year now that we're post-COVID almost. Yeah, it's exciting to see that, you know, we're kind of coming out of the COVID um, haze and really can be intentional about growing our programs and 
um, diversifying our offerings for our members. It's, it's great to see that movement. So I just want to thank you guys both for coming on the podcast and talking about healthcare home. I think it's a really cool program that we provide. Um, I am going to put for anybody listening who wants to learn more or wants to just get involved in healthcare home. If you're a member and you want to get involved and get connected, I'm going to link the page to our healthcare home on the show notes. So if you want to learn more, you can just go there and and click it and get information about healthcare home. We also have um, resources on our website. So if you yourself are struggling with a mental illness or a substance use disorder, go to our website, www.independentcenter.org. Click on the resources tab. That's going to give you um, resources that are both local and national. So if you need if you need a resource, it's hopefully there. And if it's not, reach out to us and let us know. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Thank you, Michael and Jan, for doing this episode with me. I think it was really informative and, and helpful to learn more about Healthcare Home. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Abby.